This is Alan Seaborn from Winning at Home. Welcome to In Progress, a podcast about faith, life, and how we grow. And in this episode, just like in Stephen, I went back and looked at this. You joined me for episode 10. And now I don't even know what episode number this is, but it's 30 something, I think. And we're here again. So I'm excited to have Stephen Kreitzer. If you didn't listen to episode 10, Stephen is one of our counselors here at Winning at Home. He is the counselor that I see and that Annalise and I see together. And so he and I, obviously, we talk a lot. And one of the things that he did for our staff retreat four-ish years ago. You think that's right? Yeah, about that. Yeah, he shared about this personality. And if I say something wrong here, he'll correct me. Totally fine. (laughs) Uh, This personality profile, personality typing kind of a thing Mm -hmm. called the Enneagram. And when he shared it, he had all of our staff take the uh, personality assessment test. And then he went through and kind of talked about, okay, if you're this type, here's how you're going to react. If you're this type, here's how, and and explain that stuff. And over the past four years, like at first, a couple of the other counselors got excited about it. And probably you had two or three like immediate converts, right? Right. Now I can't, I, I honestly am not sure if I can go a day at the office without hearing somebody talking about the Enneagram. It's true. It's exciting to me. It's Yeah, it's <laughs> exciting to you. And at the beginning, like when you first started, my personality type is a five, which I don't know why I'm saying this right now because no one even knows what this is, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, and I said in our staff devotion shortly after that, I said, you know, it's like it, it bothers me that people are like, oh man, yeah, you're totally like that because this is your person, your personality type five. I'm like, no, I'm not a five. I'm Alan. Just give me a break. And Steven upset me even more because he's like, oh, that totally makes sense that you and your personality type would feel that way. I'm like, yes. you jerk. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So that's the intro for the Enneagram. Um, I really want you to just share, go whatever direction, like share some of the stuff you shared at our staff retreat mm-hmm. and I'll interrupt and ask questions and clarification stuff as we go. Great. All right. Well, this is like giving a kid full reign in a toy (laughs) store and just saying, go after it. I know, right? So I love this stuff. Yeah. So let me say a few things about the Enneagram. If I could give us a direction of where we're going to go or where I'm going to go is if you're interested in finding out more about the Enneagram or it's a buzzword now. I mean, it is everywhere. Yeah. I mean, there's podcasts about it. There's tons of books coming out. I mean, everyone seems to be talking about the Enneagram in churches and psychology. So if you hear about it and you're like, I don't even know what that is, or how do I get started? That's what this podcast is for, to get you started, give you um, some basics about it. So what is the Enneagram? Um, We'll start there. And, And you said it, it's a personality theory if you um, want to okay yeah if you want i knew i didn't say the about, right word but talk about yeah. but yeah i don't i don't remember what you said but yeah it's a personality theory um which i always say it unravels your system of being and if mm. that doesn't make sense to a lot of people who are listening because they're like what in the world does that mean 
essentially the Enneagram is telling you who you're not. Um, so this is a big misconception of the Enneagram that I am, you know, a certain type and this is who I am. And that's, I think we had that conversation at yeah. one point because, um, uh, yeah, it's kind of offensive if someone's trying to pigeonhole you and say, well, this is who you are. I don't know if anybody really likes that. So what the Enneagram is trying to do is say, here, take this assessment. And once you take this, it's going to tell you who you're not. So you'll score the highest on, say, a five or I'm a four with a strong three wing. And we'll talk about that in just a minute. But um, it's basically saying, Stephen, you've adopted the biggest fears, the biggest desires, all of the coping defense mechanisms of a four. And we're just letting you know that that's not who you really are. That's the clothing you're wearing um, for whatever reason. And people ask me, are you born like that? Is it nurture, um, nature versus nurture? And I've never heard anybody give a straight answer on that because I don't think they really know. But um, it's probably a little bit of both. They Mm -hmm. both um, build on each other as you're growing up. So basically, I'm not a four with a three wing. I'm just posing (laughs) as that. And the whole goal of the Enneagram is to say, if you want to be free from the four and all of the things that the four deals with, we can help you with that so that you can be who God has truly made you to be. And so the way they do that is if you look at it like a well, and if someone falls in a well, you would that would represent being pretty unhealthy, getting stuck and trapped in let's whatever number you are. And in order to be free from that, you have to travel up the levels of health and then finally be free from that. And so it's not like a one-time thing. I don't come out of my bedroom one day and say, I did it. I'm free. <laughs> I no longer am a four. Um, so we go back and forth, right, all the time. Mm-hmm. One moment I can be think I'm healthy and free from the four, and the next moment I notice something. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, that's there. I still notice I'm doing my four thing. Mm-hmm. So that's, a, that's essentially what it is. So it's, it's unraveling you psychologically. Um, in a sense. So people will say, ask me questions like, why do I get so angry when someone cuts me off in traffic? Or why do I have trouble being around people? Or why do I not like talking to people? Or why do I always have to go deep with conversations instead of just being on the surface? Or why do I never want to talk about anything deep? Um, And as a counselor, this is the stuff that we're talking about all the time. Why do I do what I do? And a lot of the times we're frustrated with ourselves and why we do that. Yeah. And I have to say, you know, even though I started out talking a little bit, joking about like, oh, you're trying to pigeonhole me, whatever. When I do look at, so I'm in a unique position because Annalise works at the front desk at Winning at Home and her desk is six, seven feet away from Stephen's office door. Just bad for her. Yeah, no, it's good. <laughs> and so, so she's big into the Enneagram, and Stephen will share resources with her, and she'll bring me something and say, "Read this. Does this make sense? Like, is this how you think?" And I'll read it, and it this stuff is really spot on. Like, I, I resist feeling like nailed down like that. Like, this is who you are, and you're stuck with this. Da da da. And I know it's not what it is. But that's why I kind of resist it. Mm-hmm. But when I read stuff, the Enneagram is the best personality profile, the best personality system 
that I've ever seen in terms of describing why I do what I do, mm-hmm. you know? And um, so I, I think I find that really interesting. And I'm guessing that if you're listening right now and you've not taken the Enneagram personality typing test, um, we'll put a link to that in the show notes where you can go and take that. I think as you start to read up on your personality type, the number, it's one through nine, you'll see, wow, this describes me a lot more fully than, you know, I thought anything would this way. Mm-hmm. That's been my experience. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, and, you know, being in uh, Masters of Counseling at some point, we went through a lot of the personality yeah. tests and, um, you know, uh, did samples on ourselves. And a lot of those I thought, wow, those are great. Um, but what I found is I would say, well, that was cool. I'll put it on the shelf. Mm-hmm. The thing I like about the Enneagram is it's dynamic. Um, so what it means is it tells you what you're like when you're unhealthy, average health, and healthy, and what you're doing to go in either direction. So it really is a transformational tool, not just a self-knowledge thing that I I read and then put on a shelf. Um, and so that's why I like it um, yeah. better than a lot of the other personality types. Yeah, most of them, they're trying to kind of nail you down and act like your personality type is a static thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you're like this, where right. the Enneagram is saying you have these tendencies mm-hmm. and when you're emotionally healthy here's how they look. When you're not emotionally healthy, here's how they look. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think that's really an interesting thing. Yeah. It, it gives you um, a tool in your back pocket at any moment. I can look at my behavior in a situation and say, oh, I'm doing that thing again. The Enneagram says that's going in the wrong direction. And as you said, it not only tells me um, why I'm doing or how I am, but it's telling me why I am how I am. Hmm. It's so deep. Um, if you really want a good resource that goes, I think, the deepest by Beatrice Chestnut, and maybe we can put this in the yeah, notes, but for um, sure. the complete Enneagram. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, it is so deep. I love this kind of stuff. And even I have to just sit there and digest a page on yourself because it's telling you things about yourself that's the deepest part of you that you know maybe but you really have never put words to it. Mm. Um, And I'm telling you, that is so helpful to be able to to do that and to grow. Yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, I'm guessing that you're going to get to this. You know, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead or what I'm doing exactly, but the nine personality types, do you Mm want to walk through what those are and kind of the – names, you know, because I think for a lot of us, we might even just hear the name and go, yep, I think that's probably the one that I am before I even take any kind of test. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the hard thing about the Enneagram. It's, well, it's probably like anything else. Um, There's levels Mm -hmm. of knowledge to it. So the first, as you're saying, the first level of knowledge, which is so important to this podcast is saying, here's the name of the nine types. And so basically what they've done is they've, there's a lot of history and background. I'm not gonna go through that because you could, you could have a whole book on that. And yeah. actually there are whole books on it, but they're taking um, these nine types and they're saying, okay, these are 
the basic desires, the basic fears. And this is just a name we're giving to what you've adopted as your clothing. Again, mm-hmm. not who you really are, but what you've adopted. And so um, the first one is called the reformer. And um, the reformer is basically someone who sees things pretty black and white, and they're able to see things for what they should be, and they see the discrepancy. So they're pretty frustrated, many times angry types, mm-hmm. because they um, want the world to be right, and they're, they're very moral type people and very um, have trouble being gracious. So those types of people, um, Martin Luther King is a one, um, or at least they say he was. Sure. I don't think he ever took the test. Yeah, but, right. Um, they'd say he was a one. So we need reformers. Mm-hmm. Um, so with each one, you have the what we would say is their superpower or their thing that they're really good at. And then we have the shadow of that, which mm-hmm. is the negative parts of that. Um, and there's no good number or bad number right. person. You know, it's like, oh, crap, I'm a six. That's the worst one. I hate right. that. You know, like there's not <laughs> such a thing as that. No. And a lot of people will read their number and feel shame. And that's sure. not what the Enneagram is for at all. But if you do feel shame, you're like, oh, I don't want to be that. It usually is a good sign that that probably is you. Probably means it got you, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Because it's just showing you all your stuff. Um, and nobody wants to look honestly at that level of it. You know, it's right. like I'm willing to self-disclose a few things about me and go, yeah, yeah, I definitely have that issue. I definitely have that tendency. Right. But when you read a bunch of things that are right about you, it's it's easy to start to feel kind of defensive and to feel like, man, I'm not like all that bad, right? And that's not what it is. It's just right. – when you see that kind of straight up honesty about some of the things that you've been, you know, trying to hide from the people around you, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, you just feel so exposed. It's weird. It is. It's really um, vulnerable to mm-hmm. tell someone your type. Because once yeah. you know the Enneagram, you're telling them your deepest, darkest secrets, mm-hmm. essentially, mm-hmm. of who you really are. Um, so number two is called the helper. And um, these are the types of people that uh, are usually very soft, nurturing type people. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And so they'll be the first one to greet you at the door with usually a big hug, um, very personable, loving people, and they're really wanting to help other people. So Mm -hmm. they're usually well-liked, and their problem isn't having friends. It's saying no to all the people and opportunities that they see. so, yeah, that's a helper. Yeah, that's that's Annalise's type. And, uh, like, when you're describing that, I'm thinking even the friends I've had for my whole life, like, I'm pretty sure they all like her more than they <laughs> like me. So, right. you know, it's just part of the deal, right? That's right. <laughs> They're very likable people. Yeah, for sure. And if we were to get into the shadow of all of these, there's a reason for that when mm. they're unhealthy, but we don't really have time to sure. do that but yeah um, this is just kind of a general overview and yeah if this stuff piques your interest and if you hear something and go you know oh yeah that makes a little sense i am kind of wired that way uh there like steven said there are tons of books and websites and podcasts and all kinds of resources where you can dig in deeper mm-hmm. about your specific type. And then I've seen you give Annalise resources about subtypes and, you know, there's right. crazy amount of stuff. 
but this is just a real it's not going to be a quick overview, but it's as quick as you can do an overview of all this stuff. Right, yeah. So, yeah. Yep. So the third type, um, the three, is the achiever. And um, you can spot achievers uh, because they're usually really well put together. Hmm. They're stylish. Everything is in place, um, guy or girl. And they're really concerned with being great everything. Hmm. So threes are usually pretty good at everything they do. And if they're not, they're pretty ticked or upset or frustrated. Or just um, avoid it. Totally. Or just avoid it altogether. Like, yeah. oh, that's stupid. I don't like doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but threes, yes. And so they're really good at reading um, what makes people tick and then being able to get in conversations with mm. them and, and give them what they want. Um, so yeah, threes are achievers. They, at their best, they become everything that they set out to be and their people usually look at them as that's that's the ideal that's who I want to be hmm. so that's a three a four on the Enneagram which I am is the individualist and individualists are usually what we would call the artist of our um, society they're the ones who are able to dig or dive deep into the psyche or the soul and understand our humanity yeah things about life that maybe, other people don't care about or they don't see. And then we like to express that creatively. So it could be music, art, work. Um, it could be counseling, which is an art form, or speaking, clothing, whatever. It doesn't mean that if you're an artist, you're a four. All the types can be great artists. It's just that's what fours are obsessed with. They're mm -hmm. obsessed with seeing the truth of our existence and then sharing their nuggets yeah. With people. So that's a four. Well, let me just say about that, a way to maybe get an idea of what that looks like. Like you said, you're a four. And as we've talked about, even the two episodes of the podcast that we have done, mm -hmm. we've talked about doing some different stuff. And whenever you get going, thinking about ideas on your own, I'm trying to reel you back in because I'm like, mm -hmm. dude, that's way obscure. Like, I just don't see that being right. something that more than you are interested in, right. you know, and that's, that's how you're wired. You're mm -hmm. just like, go, go, go. I'm excited about this new thing and I'm going to dig into it and I'm interested in every little component of it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that's, that's who you are, yeah. you know, and you see that play out all over the place. Yeah, it does. Um, comedians, a lot of times, mm. are good um, examples of fours. Uh, they just make things funny that sure. you, otherwise are just normal things. So, yeah, yeah. They dig so deep in on something until they find the humor in it. Yeah, so we see things usually differently, which can be great, but hard for relationships sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> My daughter's a four, and so as she says things, I'm like, wow, that had nothing to do with what we're talking about right now. <laughs> but I'm like, she's a four and she's just seeing her own unique view of that. Mm -hmm. So try to see it in a positive light. Right, yeah. But it helps me realize all the times I'm probably doing that. But um, <laughs> <laughs> So the five, um, the five is the um, investigative type. This is my type. Yes. And so fives are usually um, engineer types or educational types because they create this landscape in their mind um, of concepts and constructs. And it's so fantastic because they're so good at thinking and developing things that a lot of times they would rather hang out there than with people mm -hmm. or um, 
reality. So it's not that they're creating their own reality in a weird way. It's just they're thinkers. And so um, you, you talk to these types and you will think that they don't know something about a topic and you start talking about it and you realize, oh, wow, I'm stepping into some depth here. I did not even know existed or that they even knew because they didn't even tell you. Right, right. And so all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah, I've done. And they're very humble about it. Usually like, well, yeah, this, this and this. And they've read five books on it. And you're like, oh, I read one and thought I knew everything about it. Hmm. So fives usually are seeking for the truth, and they usually have this amazing construct already made, but they're very, if they're not healthy, can be stingy about it. So you don't know. My brother's a five, and he had uh, two or three patents in the engineering field. Yeah. I didn't know that. (laughs) He he wrote this book. I'm like, I didn't know he wrote a book. Like all these things that he just is so fantastic at because he's such a great thinker. And I didn't know. My mom told me. Hmm. So um, I'm the opposite. If I do one good thing, I'm like, hey, honey, guess what I did? Yeah, and you're going to know about it. I want right? everyone to know. I'm yeah. super excited about it. Yeah. But um, fives, they have this wealth of knowledge. So usually if you want to know something, they're a great place to start. And it could be a one-stop shop. Sure. Because <laughs> yeah. they know yeah. so much about it. Well, it's interesting because one of the things that you gave Annalise about my type, I don't know how long ago, but was something about how I like to operate in secret and Mm. I like to kind of do my thing. And I think like even reading that, like operate in secret, like it made it sound shady, but when you (laughs) read through it, it's like, that's not what it's talking about. It's just that I prefer to do my thing my way by myself. And then when it's ready, you know, mm-hmm. I'll bring it out and I'll share it. And, you know, it makes sense to me why I show up somewhere and I'm going to speak on a Sunday morning service or something like that. And I get asked this question a lot. Is They say, hey, what are you talking about today? Which is a totally normal question. It's a totally obvious thing you would ask the person who right. showed up to speak. That question makes me so uncomfortable because <laughs> I'm like, well, just hang on. Like I, the whole <laughs> yeah. thing is ready, but I'm, I don't want to just distill it down and ruin it. Like I've got this whole thing I'm building mm-hmm. that we're going to be, you're going to hear me in like 20 minutes. Just wait. Right. You know, because I got it, I got it put together in secret and now it's time to bring it out and let people know what's happening. Yeah. But I understand that that's not the normal way that people work. Right. You know, but it, I, you know, because what's normal for you feels normal for everybody, I didn't realize that for a while. And I thought right. like, yeah, this is just how everyone is. Do their own thing. And then when it's ready, show it to people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's been an interesting journey for me to be on. Because I get asked questions that to me feel like, what? what? How would you ever ask somebody that? Right. It's like, well, it's a normal thing that normal people talk about, but yeah. I resist it. You know, And that's a fantastic point. I'm glad you brought that up because the Enneagram not only helps you with yourself, but it gives you this understanding that, oh, this is the reality and experience of other people, Yeah, which is a great gift for in sure. marriage, with kids, with coworkers, with everybody, that your experience isn't everyone's experience. Yeah. So it's so helpful with marriages. Yeah, um, definitely. We'll get to Amy Joes in just a minute, but my wife's. 
we're total opposites. Mm. So without knowing that, you just think, wow, what a jerk or yeah. like how insensitive or whatever. And it's it's good to know. So that's a great point. Um, so we're at, th- I think at six. Yeah. So the six is called the loyalist or the questioner. And um, it actually, in America, the six, they, I don't know how they figure this out, but um, the Enneagram Institute says that the six is the most common hmm. um, in America, at least. Okay. Uh, and so the six, uh, the hallmark of a six is they want to be seen as the responsible one. Uh, and so they basically pride themselves in, I'm, I'm not going to let you down. I'm going to do what's necessary. I'm going to do a good job. You can count on me, but I'm not so sure I can count on you. So they, they get kind of suspicious of people. Oh, inter- I was wondering how, like, that even the name of it, calling it the loyalist mm-hmm. slash the questioner. I'm like, right. well, that doesn't seem like the same thing at all. Right. But okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Call it the responsible one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they're responsible to people. So they're very loyal hmm. to people and they put a high emphasis on that. And so if you do something to let them down, they have a hard time recovering from that because um, they really want... Uh, you to, well, be responsible to them. They don't yeah. trust you if you're not. So they place a high priority on that. Um, and because of that, uh, the other hallmark of the six is that they are really good at seeing what could go wrong mm-hmm. um, in something, in anything. So my son is a six, and um, at times he'll say, hey, Dad, should you be letting Bree, my 10-year-old daughter, do that? And I look over, and I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> thank you. He's more aware of that stuff than I am as a parent, and he's 13 and a boy. I'm like, I never yeah, thought of right? that stuff growing up. <laughs> um, awesome. I was a daredevil, but he's thinking about all of that yeah. all the time. Mm. So that's a great gift to give society of thinking through, like, what could go wrong, what's safe, what what's secure. And they try really hard to keep their relationships, their their workspace, everything like status quo, like yep. this is predictable, it's safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the way that they're responsible to people. Yeah. You can count on me. Yeah. Yep. It, essentially. Yeah. That's the phrase that they want you to say. Hmm. So the seven, this is my wife, Amy Jo. It's interesting. Um, oh, or Emily, actually, Emily DeYoung is a seven. She's the only seven we have. At well, that's one of our counselors. Yeah. One of our counselors yep. here. Um, and so a seven is called the enthusiast and they are the ones who bring the party. Mm-hmm. So if you think of the one at a party, that's just having a great time. They want to talk to everybody. They're super easy to talk to. They're usually pretty energetic. And if you tell them something, they're going to get really excited about it. Um, or they want you to get excited about what they're talking about. They have a hard time limiting their fun. So they just see the world as like Disney World. Yeah. And they're like, I want to see everything in this park before I die. And so that's their their way of living. So people love sevens. In fact, a lot of people say when they read all of them, they want to be the seven. Um, and again, there's no better one than another. But um, they are very important to our society as all the types are. Yeah. But they bring the party and they're the ones who get people energized and having fun. Yeah. That's interesting. So, I, as you're saying that, that like, this is the one that most people want to be. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering 
this is about me personally, so I'm kind of wasting time of anyone listening, but is that like, cause I find myself mistrustful, distrustful, whatever that word is of a seven usually. Yeah. And I wonder if that's my type getting in there somehow, like, hmm. because I just, I'm like, no, no. How, how are you that positive? Like, that's just not right. That's not how the world is. Right. You're faking it, you right. know? Uh, so anyway, that's, I guess, one of my issues. And yeah. Here we are. And I don't know. I've never thought about that. It could be because fives, when they're unhealthy, they go to an unhealthy seven. Hmm. So they start to get really scattered. Oh, so if I was doing that, it means I'm not in a good place. Right. But just because someone else is doing it doesn't mean that they're not in a good place. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) I know this isn't of interest to like anybody listening because... Maybe all the fives. Fives aren't... (laughs) It's not a very common type though, right? It's not. Yeah. And most fives are guys. So to be a five that's a woman is very, very um, unique. And actually guys who are fours are pretty unique because fours are usually women. Twos are usually women. So they actually have those statistics. Sure. Um, So it does look different for each type. My daughter is a four. Man, there's a big difference between a guy and a girl Mm. four. Mm. I feel like everything's amped up as a four with a girl. Interesting. And again, that might feel sexist to people. I don't, um, but that's just. Sure. That's just the way it is. That's been the experience that you're watching it play out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, So we're at the eight, which is the challenger. The eight is known as the most powerful of all the types, meaning that when they come into a room um, without even trying, they can take charge of the room. Hmm. Um, they can take over conversations. And again, they're not even necessarily trying. Sure. They're so just, it doesn't mean that this is a commanding person. It just means that they have a commanding presence, if that's a distinction that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think that they are both. Okay. So even when they're, so I was trying to show that even if they're not trying to command people, they can't help it. Mm. (laughs) They're just Mm. a bigger than life type figure. They're usually CEOs of companies and, um, or bosses. They cannot stand to, um, work under people usually. Yeah. They have a really hard time with that because challengers are really good. They're different than ones, but they're really good at seeing what's necessary to go to the next level. Mm -hmm. So they can look at a situation, organization, a family, a couple, whatever, and say, oh, well, you're doing this, this, and this. If you do this, it would be fixed. And they're like, they're done. And and a lot of people will look at that like, wow, that was blunt. But eights, they're trying to help people by challenging them to go to the next level. And they can see it so clearly. Yeah. So a lot of times I tell people, yeah, listen I mean, listen to everybody, but eights, <laughs> when they're telling you something like that, don't take offense to it because of the way they're saying it right. usually very bluntly. Yeah. They're probably right. Yeah. And that's just been yeah. my experience. They're, that's their superpower. They're really good at that. So I listen. They can just cut through all the nonsense, all the emotion, yeah. all the complexity of a situation and just say, this is the way forward. Yeah, and it's to me as a four, it's so refreshing because mm-hmm. they're so real. They don't put up with any crap. They're just like, this is the rawness of it. Yeah, and I'm gonna say it even though nobody else will. Yeah, it's great. So eights are eights are very helpful that way. Yeah, I I don't know 
I had lunch with a friend of mine the other day and he was, you know, we were talking about some life stuff and he was like, oh, okay, well, you know, here's the way I see it. And he just said like, boom, he just laid it out there and he wound up texting me later. He's like, hey, sorry, I hope I didn't overstep. Like I realized that was pretty straight up and, you know, it actually was really helpful to me. Right. Because I'm like, no, I think I needed to hear it that clear because mm-hmm. it's it's way too easy to kind of dance around what maybe even in my core I know is true. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I don't think he's ever taken a test to see what his personality type is. But hearing you describe it and thinking of that interaction, I'm I'm guessing that it's in that eight personality type. So yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. Um, that's helpful. So the last one is a nine. They're called peacemakers. And um, nines, it's it's interesting because nines hate conflict. So it's not like they're going around saying, I want to resolve all these conflicts. They actually don't like conflict. But the reason why I think they're called a peacemaker is because they're gifted at keeping themselves at peace so mm. that when they're dealing with hard situations, they're able to be calm Um and at peace themselves when yeah. everyone else is saying, how are you remaining so calm in this position? So we need people like that. When nines are really healthy, they are willing to go into conflict to create peace. So they're really good mm. at being with people and understanding them. They call them the frame of a picture. So they allow everyone mm. to be a picture, whoever they are, yeah. and they frame them perfectly. Interesting. So it feels like unconditional love. Nines make great counselors. Mm. You go and you talk to a nine and you're like, I can say whatever I want and you understand it, yeah. you accept me. And nines are really good at that. Huh. So it's a great gift that they give yeah. to the world. To just be understood to the nth degree. Exactly. Yeah. And mm. just to let That's you cool. be whoever you are. That's great. So nines usually report, I mean, people just tell me everything (laughs) and they're not even talking. They're just sitting there listening. Hmm. So it's pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah, that's cool. So those are the nine types. Um, After that, I would love to go through, um, if you do the assessment, they'll say things like wings or you go to this other number and people are usually really confused by those things. Right. So it's important to know how to read your Enneagram report if you take the assessment. So first off, I want to say this. You are your type for life. Like people ask me all the time, can I change? I was different. And I would say, no, they're pretty clear on that, that um, that you are a type. for Like that's what you latch on to sure. that you're trying to become free from. It's just in different parts of your life, you're healthier than others. So that's that's essentially it. Yeah. But the wing is on either side of your number. So if I'm a four, on either side of my number, a three or a five, that further types me. Mm -hmm. So I'm a four with a three wing, which I know fours with five wings. And it makes a big difference because Mm -hmm. you have aspects of that number in you. So you're just further typing yourself. So the wing is important um, because it really is different. So I think they said Bill Clinton is a two with a three wing. No, a three with a two wing and Oprah Winfrey is a three with a four wing. So oh, you look at how different yeah, they okay. are personality types. Um, 
and we're not talking about morality or anything like right, that or right. politics. We're just talking about um, personality. Yeah. So the big wing thing, that was something that I had, I don't know about questions about, I didn't understand that I didn't get it, you know? Right. And so um, I think how I interpreted it was, oh, I'm kind of like a half five and a half four. Mm-hmm. But realistically, probably the better way, uh, this is a question to yeah. think about that would be I'm 90% a five mm. and then a little bit 10 toward this four. Is that yeah. a better way to think about it? Or Yeah, I, you could think about it that way. But I think when you're a number, you're you're the t- totality of that number. Sure. So um, you might think of it maybe like I'm just thinking this up right now, so I'll have to think about this later, but maybe like an ingredient. Okay. So I'm putting flour in something, which would be your number. So it's yeah. all flour. Yeah. And then I'll add a little bit of this other. Yeah. So you're both. Right. But just a little bit of the wing. Okay. Yeah. If that's a... Yeah. If that makes all right. sense. Yeah. That doesn't... I think... This is why, you know, I make fun of you and Annalise a lot with the Enneagram <laughs> stuff because I'm like, right. I've told Stephen before, like, man, it just, it, like, you can't talk to somebody until you know what type they are. Like, right. you got issues. That's not, that's, that's right. not okay, you know. It's too analytical. It's too analytical. <laughs> yeah. But I think that my personality is like, well, yeah, what you're saying is it's, you just add in a little extra ingredient. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, exactly what I said. It's so it's less, it's diluted now. So it's 90% mm. of what I said and then 10% of the extra. So yeah, if you can think, if you're listening and you're like, okay, one of those two makes sense to me. Right. Perfect. Run with exactly. it. Exactly. Otherwise, if this, the idea of the wing makes sense, mm-hmm. um, then you're good in the first place. But yeah. the idea is that one of the numbers that's on either side of you, you're going to have a tendency toward a little bit of that right. being mixed in with your personality type. So it's, you know, you might see that part and be confused going, okay, I'm a four slash five, mm-hmm. which is what I could easily think, but I'm a five, but I have a tendency toward the behavior of a four. Right. Sometimes in a few aspects, I I yep. don't know if that made it more confusing or more straightforward. No, yeah, and the the way I understand it is it just further types you. It's yeah. just it's describing you a little bit more. Um, and yeah, it's not a perfect science uh, sure. because some people will say I'm a total four and I really don't have any aspects of the three and the five. And I would say yeah, that's that's actually possible. Yeah. Um, and then other people like me, I'm a four, but I have a lot of three in me, um, meaning, and, uh, well, let me say this, as you were saying, well, how do I know, like if I'm a four with a five or five with a four, uh, for a long time, I thought I was a three. Hmm. And then, um, what helped me distinguish is that just simple things like this, like a three doesn't want to be aware of their feelings and they just think they're, a, they're a bother to yeah. achieving. But a four has to, when they have a feeling, stop, go work that feeling out before they can move on. Yeah. It's like, ooh, that's me. I can't ignore feelings. I have to go figure them out. And so that's Mm -hmm. how I knew that was the defining factor of 
I fit more with the four, but I do have aspects of the three. Um, so anyway, that it's it gets confusing though. You're right. And in true four fashion, when you discovered that you were a four and not a three, you were like ecstatic, and you were talking about <laughs> it all the time. And you were, which I totally get. Yeah. You know, um, I was actually ashamed of it at first, which is true to four because oh, we're so ashamed. Oh, you kept it secret for a little I was bit, like, and then oh, you were excited. I didn't want to be a four. I want to be a three. But <laughs> now I'm glad I'm a four. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> or I have I struggle with the four tendencies. Sure. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So uh, one of the things that I was thinking of, I don't know what else you were thinking of hitting on as we're in here, but the one through three, mm-hmm. the four through six, and the seven through nine, they're, they group together, right? And oh, I, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I don't know this offhand, so I'm going to lean on you for that. But there's you know, kind of a correlation between one, two, and three, right? Yes. So they, um, they, yeah, they, if you look at the Enneagram, it looks like the satanic symbol. It's not, (laughs) it's three (laughs) symbols that are put on top of each other. And there's a whole history behind that. But, um, yeah, so the, it's the two, three, and four are in the feeling triad is what they say. So the two, three, and four, they, um, share some things, even though they're different types. So if I talk to another two or three, we could say, oh, man, I feel a lot of shame a lot of times. I wish I just want people to love me. And, you know, we'll talk about all the same things, even though we're different in, in different ways, we're yeah. different types. The um, the five, six, and seven are the thinking triad. And they are usually, well, thinking yeah. about things like, um, okay, I'm doing this or I'm doing that. What do I need to do next? And my wife's a seven, so she wants to think about things and and do it. And I'm like sitting here like, no, I want to think about it. And, ooh, I feel this way. And she's like, I don't really care <laughs> if you're feeling that way. Yeah, for sure. Well, for Annalise and I, it's the same thing. She's a two and I'm a five. So right. she's in the feeling and I'm in the thinking triad. Right. And it it causes a lot of confusion until you understand that. Yes. You know? And I'm looking and like, yeah, okay, I get that that's upsetting, but now we have to actually like live in the real world and let's do it, you know? Right. And I, I mentioned, I think it was last episode, but it was the, the episode I did with Mavis. And I was telling her that Annalise has been teaching me like surprisingly recently mm-hmm. how to identify when I'm experiencing a feeling. Hmm. Because I'm so far not there that I, I just tend to think my way out of everything and into everything and through everything. And that's just my world. Right. And so to be figuring out what it means or how I experience feelings and emotions in my 30s is really weird and it's yeah. jarring. Yeah, um, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> But, you know, you'll see this play out in your relationships with people like mm-hmm. we're talking about here mm-hmm. to be, you know, married to someone like both of us are who is in the different triad than you are. You realize like, oh, we just see experiences in a totally different light. Yeah. And it it's helpful to see that and go, oh, OK, they're not just way off base or they're not just you know, totally wrong with the way they're thinking about this mm-hmm. or even how I said that, the way they're thinking about this. Right. You primarily feel 
through things. Yeah. I primarily think through things. Yeah. So we're not even starting on the same way of experiencing the world. Right. Which is insane. I know. It is. It's interesting. Um, we all need each other. We can learn from different types um, because and this gets deeper and deeper, but everything in the Enneagram is designed to either give you further information about yourself or help you learn how to get healthier. Hmm. So if I'm in the feeling triad, I know that I need to work on the thinking and doing the instinctive triad. Okay. Um, if I'm in the thinking, I know I probably need to work on the feeling and doing. And doing. Okay. So the the eight, nine, and one? Yeah. Is that the, the doing triad or the action or they call I'll it let you do it. <laughs> yeah, they call it the instinctive okay. triad, which okay. is they just intuitively know what to do. They don't need to think about it, feel mm. it. And that's good, but it can also get in their way. Sure. Because they can just do it without thinking. Eights are prime examples of this as leaders of organizations. They're like, let's do this. And they do it, and it's right. Yeah. But they didn't consider other people's feelings. Sure. Um, or maybe think through everything, which the six is over there. Like, oh, I just thought of all these things that could have gone wrong. Right. And they're anxious. Um, so they can learn how to be more in tune with their feelings and other people's feelings. Hmm. Um, so each person will kind of look at the other and like, like we do with everything, like, oh, you just, you don't think about anything, anybody but yourself. Yeah. Or you're just so cruel. And they're like, well, you're just trapped in your emotions all the time. Right. Do something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we all get kind of frustrated. Mm. Um, but it's interesting because those are really the three things that we're capable of doing as humans. We think, we feel, we do. Yeah. Every, our whole experience is based on those three things. There's nothing we can do outside of those three things. So the Enneagram is trying to teach us, as it does, about every part of almost every part of life. Hey, I'm stuck in feelings. I need to do more. And actually, that's my path of health is to um, understand how a one, which is in the instinctive triad, they just do things based on principle. Yeah. Who cares if you feel like it? Right. We got to do this. Yeah. And so that's the next thing. If we talk about that is when you go to another number. Okay. So when you, um, so as a four, you're going to um, be a four, but you're also, when you get unhealthy, you're going to show unhealthy parts of another number. Okay. So when you see that symbol of the Enneagram, you'll see arrows go to a different number. That's what they're talking about. So when I'm unhealthy as a four, um, I'll start people pleasing hmm. and, and doing things for people because I'm afraid they won't like me. Yeah. And that's the unhealthy part of a, of a two. That's okay. what unhealthy twos do. Yeah. And then when I'm healthy... I'll actually just get stuff done even if I don't feel like doing it, like a one. Okay. So I'll go to a, a healthy one and do things based on principle yeah. rather on how I feel. Yeah. So each type is not only themselves, but they further are typed because they have a wing. Right. And then they have other parts of other numbers in them. Okay, based on if they're operating out of a healthy or unhealthy worldview or place or, yeah. Right. Interesting. So it's further typing you. And one more thing to, um, that further types us is called the instinctual variance. Okay. And this is something that I didn't get into until just recently because I thought, ah, they're not that important. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. But um, they're sexual, social. And the last one I just call safety mm. or um, being safe. And um, 
they're not what the word is. Like if I have a sexual variant, it doesn't mean I'm a sexual deviant. Sure. <laughs> right? Because yeah. some people look at me like, oh, well, that's weird. Yeah. No, that's not what that means. Um, but anyway, as you read through the types, they'll talk about the variants. Okay. So if you read those variants as a four, um, a four with a social, sexual, or safe variant, they're all going to be different. So in a sense, you could say there's three types of fours three types of fives. Oh, okay. Three types of six. So there's okay. three types of each yeah. type based on your variant. So the thing, I think what you gave Annalise for me the other day was one of these, a variant, and yes. it was called the castle. Yes. And that's what, and I was like, whoa, this is weirdly, like, and I'm resistant to this. So if of it course, wasn't yeah. right, I would be the first one to be like, no, I am not like that. Yeah. But it, <laughs> I was like, dang, that really does describe how I view the world and yeah. how I, you know, operate. And yeah. it was, it was interesting. Like yeah. it, it threw me off how accurate it was. It does. It's, um, that one is the, the scariest in a good way to me. <laughs> right. As I read mine, I thought, okay, the four really nailed me, but this goes to a totally mm. different level. Yeah. And in Beatrice Chestnut's book, I think that's where I got that from for you is, um, she really does a good job with mm. with describing that, um, and it is just incredible. So I have been learning a ton about why I do what I do um, because of that. So, yeah, yeah, good stuff. That's awesome. Well, I know I'm looking at the clock, and I know that you have another session coming up. You've got right. a client coming in in the next few minutes. Yep. So um, I, is there any one last thing you want to highlight, or did we pretty much cover it? Yeah, I think that's it. It's basically what the Enneagram is. And then when you get your results back from your assessment, how do you read it? And we went over each aspect of that. If you feel overwhelmed, totally normal. You're stepping into a huge thing. I've been doing this for about 11 years with the Enneagram, and I still have not reached the end of it. Yeah. (laughs) So it is a very deep resource. For sure. And we'll, like like we mentioned before, we'll put a link in the show notes to where you can go and take the the typing test in yes. the first place, not typing like typing on a laptop, but <laughs> right. how to find out what type you are. Yeah. And then we'll put a link to, to the, uh, the book that you mentioned. Right. And then, um, if there's anything else you think of after the fact that you want to shoot to me, we can put it in the notes as well. So Perfect. Steven, thanks a lot for taking the time. My pleasure. And I look forward to even if people are kind of resistant like me mm-hmm. to people seeing the ways that how they live and act and how their lives are played out in these personality types. And then it kind of gives us a push in the right direction yeah. of, okay, if I want to grow as me, mm-hmm what should I be doing more of? What should I be doing less of? Yeah. I think the Enneagram is great for that. And then like we talked about the ways that it's helped you and I both to understand our wives on a whole different level right? and see, oh, okay, you're not, you're not viewing the world in a wrong way. Right. You're viewing the world in a different way. Mm-hmm. And if we work together through that, talk about it, then we both gain a better way of understanding hmm. the world because it's a more yeah. full picture. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I I hope that everyone listening, if you're interested, you go take the test and start to put this stuff into practice. Great. Yeah. 
Thanks for being here, Stephen. Yep.